welcome to the Business of Coaching, where I talk to qualified coaches like you about how to build a financially viable coaching business so that you can make your living doing something you love. I'm Sarah Short, founder of The Coaching Revolution. My life's work is to get people coached because I found having coaching to be a transformational experience. I can't coach the whole world myself. I tried, but I can teach qualified coaches how to find clients who'll pay a professional rate and get the world coached that way. I've worked with hundreds of coaches over the past five years, teaching them comfortable, effective marketing techniques designed especially for professional coaches. These coaches now know how to find coaching clients who can and will pay a professional rate for coaching. Let's talk about the hierarchy of client acquisition. Wait, what? Client acquisition has a hierarchy? Well, the truth is that it doesn't, but you'd be really hard-pressed to know that from the chatter on the coaching grapevine. Worse yet, that chatter is supported by people within the profession who really ought to know better. So, top of the list, referral or word of mouth, same thing. This is the ultimate kind of client acquisition in terms of coaching kudos. It's the my coaching is so good that my clients find me process. However, this isn't an accurate representation of what's actually happening. What's happening is a form of invisible privilege. I've referred to it in a previous podcast where I called it monetizable credibility. The truth of what's going on with this kind of referral is that this particular kind of coach has existing credibility within a group of people who are in a position to pay for coaching and who usually already understand what coaching is. This kind of coach doesn't recognize their privilege. They don't understand the concept of monetizable credibility and so they think that their coaching is speaking for itself. Next in the list are coaching directories. I have only occasionally heard of someone being able to build a proper coaching business, I mean a financially viable one, from being on a coaching directory. It does happen, but coaching directories aren't quite the client source that coaches hope that they will be. The reason that coaching directories aren't quite what coaches hope is that they aren't where people go to find a coach, mostly because people aren't looking for a coach. This fact hit me like a brick a couple of years ago. I had someone book a call with me who'd built a really beautiful coaching directory. This man had spent two years and all of his redundancy money building it. And although he had a lot of coaches subscribed to it at a hefty fee, he hadn't ever managed to generate a single client for any of them. This chap wanted to talk to me to find out how to get clients for the coaches on his directory. And when I said that the problem is that no one's looking for a coach, vanishingly small numbers of people, he said that he realised that now and oh how he wished that he'd realised it before he'd built the directory and taken these fees. The times that a coaching directory can be useful is as a landing page for you as a coach, something to use instead of a website, although I'd argue that a well-optimised LinkedIn profile is the way to go, or if your client's corporate. I hasten to add that those who engage corporate coaches don't all rush to a directory to find them, but occasionally they might. Corporates contain some of the only people who do know what coaching is. Number three, marketing. It's a sad fact. 
that the idea of having to market a coaching business is looked down upon by many within our profession. If the idea that your coaching is good enough, your clients will find you is true, which it absolutely is not, then if your clients haven't found you and therefore you need to market, you must be a substandard coach, right? Utter nonsense. But that's where some coaches end up. The truth is that if you don't make yourself visible to potential clients, how will they know that you're there? If you don't explain that you can help them in language they understand, how will they know that they need to engage you? For the record, language they understand does not contain words and phrases like holding space or limiting beliefs or poaching container or step into your authentic self, any of that kind of talk. Marketing is essential for any successful business. I had this why do so many people sneer at the concept of marketing conversation with a marketing consultant I know who works with all kinds of small businesses and she said that it was ever thus. She said that somehow, particularly in Britain, this belief that what we do should speak for itself has proliferated and this was said by a woman with a 40 plus year career in marketing. Having what you do speak for itself is not easy for any business and it's nigh on impossible for a coach. I'm recording this podcast to reassure you that there is no hierarchy in how to find clients. Some coaches have monetizable credibility and others don't. And if you don't, you need to market. Market isn't spammy or pushy or grubby, grabby or boasty. It doesn't have to be any of the other things that coaches fear it is, or the things that some senior people in our profession imply that it is. Good marketing is both comfortable and effective, and it works every single time it's implemented properly. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all your support. If you'd like a bespoke report on the areas in which your coaching business needs attention, go to the coachingrevolutionquiz.com and complete our free three-minute questionnaire. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.